Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hi, welcome to this Project Management Insights, how to re-establish trust with your team. Do you have any idea how to re-establish trust in the right way? Or should I say, perhaps a way that's going to work for both you and your team? Trust is something that you feel in a way that it's hard to describe. You either know it exists or you don't. You trust one person in your team and then you might not trust a number of others. And this impacts on your ability as the project manager to get things done and it costs your project with both time and money. So why do you need trust amongst team members? It's actually a really good question. In the book, The Speed of Trust by Stephen M. R. Covey, he talks about the economics of trust. In it, he says, there's a simple formula that will enable you to take trust from an intangible and quantifiable variable to an indispensable factor that is both tangible and quantifiable. And this formula is based on its critical insight. Trust always affects two outcomes, speed and cost. When trust goes down, speed will go down and costs will go up. When trust goes up, speed will also go up and costs will go down. It's that simple, that real and that predictable. I really like what Covey says because I found it's true when I've worked with teams myself. Been in that situation of there being low trust amongst team members. I had a specific example where there were two teams, two, two sub-teams, part of my broader project team, that were at loggerheads with each other. There was no trust amongst them at all between them and they were creating difficulties not only for themselves for my broader project as a whole and what was needed was for that trust to be rebuilt. I'd had countless emails from them, the streamlets were fighting amongst themselves in meetings and nothing was progressing. It was costing my project valuable time and slowed down the delivery and this low trust situation was definitely having a measurable impact on my project. So interestingly what I did was unbeknownst to me, used Covey's process for re-establishing trust. What he talks about and the thing that you need to do first is listen. He says it's important when trust is broken down that you listen first. The other person or parties need to feel heard and understood by you and the best way to do this is to listen. Now in this circumstance, I was the mediator. And in doing that, and by being that, I helped rebuild the trust, not only between myself and the team leads, stream leads, but also between the two teams themselves. So what I did was I got them both teams in a room. And I then asked the others in the room to listen and not interrupt as the stream lead and the other team members were speaking. And then what I did was I actually asked each group to individually tell me what was happening for them. 
By doing this, I allowed the both parties involved to be heard and to hear the other's issues and concerns. What was interesting was it changed the tension in the room from very highly strung to calm. The other party, the other team, saw things that they weren't even aware of in the environment that they were working in where low trust existed. And they saw that they weren't really against each other. <laughs> what it showed them was that they were really both on the same page and just coming at things from a different perspective and that they really could work together when they had this different understanding and, and the trust that they could rely on each of the other teams. So it was a really, really valuable process to work through. The second thing Covey talks about is to play back your understanding. So it's important in these situations where there is low trust to play back what you hear so that you show that you're really hearing the other person. And in this circumstance, it was the other teams. So being that mediator and between these untrusting parties, what I did was summarise the key points or issues that I heard from each of the teams as they spoke. I did this in summary at the end of the discussion too and noted those things on a whiteboard for reference. This helped to ensure that everyone was on the same page. These two things alone changed the relationship between these particular teams. I heard the Streamlead's comment that they hadn't realised, blah, that whatever was an issue for the other team. So there was a sense of mutuality in the outcome and issues at that point in time and it did build and rebuild the trust between these two teams and these two Streamleads. From there on, we were able to discuss and come up with a plan of action that saw the two teams working together to deliver what was needed, supporting each other in obtaining that desired outcome for the project. Benefit for me, benefit for the teams. The third point that Covey talks about is to be trustworthy. And this is one of those things that I don't think we ever really look at as an individual. So it's really important for you to consider if you are and can be trusted. The only way that the teams in this particular scenario would agree to meet with me is that they trusted that I was not sabotaging them or taking sides. If they hadn't trusted me, this outcome would not have occurred. If you feel that your teams don't trust you, then it's important that you start in being a more trustworthy person first. As Stephen Covey says, trust begins with each of us personally. It continues into our relationships, expands into our organisations, extends into our marketplace relationships and encompasses our global society at large. Please note that he says that it all starts with us and our own personal trust. So how are you going to check and validate how trustworthy you are as an individual? There's a few things that you can do. And one of the things that he has in his book is um, there's, a, there's actually a survey which is really, really good to look at about yourself and how trustworthy you are as an individual. He talks about the core areas of integrity intent, capabilities and results. So do you act with integrity? Do you do what you say you're going to do? Do you list your intent and really be clear about your agenda and, and ensure that there's no hidden agendas? You're very open and honest with people. Are you capable? Do you have the capabilities to do what's required that people can trust that when you say you're going to do something, you deliver on what's, what you say you're going to? 
And do you actually deliver? What are your results? What's your track record? When you say you're going to do something, how many times have you delivered and how many times have you not? Do people then decide themselves whether they can or can't trust you? So it might be really worthwhile checking in, you know, at your own trust level first and then doing that inventory and then picking up your own game if there's any areas where you notice where you're not being as trustworthy as you could be. There's another great book that I also have, The Truth About Trust in Business by Vanessa Hall. And it's got some really great ideas in it too. And what I'm going to read to you now is a list of 10 tips to build trust in people management. A number of them align with what Covey has to say and this is what I like about it. She says, number one, consistently do what you say you'll do. If you can't follow through on what you've said, take the time to explain why. This is a really key step. Too many people assume that others will understand and know what's going on. And in fact, they don't. They're blind. They don't get it. They don't understand what's happening. And if you're not open and honest with them and consistently tell them when something's not going to happen, explain why, then you're not going to be a trusted individual in your team and by your team. Point number two, show a genuine interest in your team's lives, both inside and outside of work. And this is about that, you know, that they're not just there to work 100% of the time. Have fun. Talk about the football. Talk about what they did on the weekends. Be engaging with the people on your team. Yes, they're there to support you. Yes, they're there to work on the project. But also treat them as people. They're individuals after all. The third point says be professional, ethical, confidential, honest and fair at all times and model the behaviours you want from the team members on your team to display. These are really, really good points. You know, each of those key things, professional, ethical, confidential, honest and fair at all times. If you know that you're being those things, then it's a really good way of knowing that, yes, you are being an honor, a, a trustworthy person that individuals can trust. Number four, create development plans for all employees and help them reach their career goals. This is not so important on your project team naturally, so that one you cannot consider. Give regular and timely feedbacks, number five. Make sure there are no surprises on regularly scheduled evaluations. Now, of course, this is different for managers as to uh, rather than project team managers, project managers, but Giving regular and timely feedback is not something that is invaluable on a project team. If something's not working for you, speak up, be honest about it. Give that person the feedback so that they understand that what's work, what's isn't working isn't working and you need them to do something about it. Feedback's valuable at any time and you should always give feedback. Number six is actively promote and ensure a positive work-life balance for all employees. This is really, really critical on a project team. Project teams quite often get solidly burnt out, especially if you're working on long-term projects, projects that run over, you know, multiple years. It's really important for team members to ensure that they do have work-life balance, that they're not working long, long hours and losing that balance between home life and work life. Number seven, communicate. When in doubt, over-communicate. Listen more than you talk. This is a key point for any time and especially with your project team. Number eight, do the right thing no matter how hard it is. Sometimes the right thing is the hardest thing to do. The easiest way out is rarely the best way. And this is really key when you're in a project team. Sometimes I've made the most hardest decisions a team, a decision that the team has not always been happy with. 
and yet it's been the right thing for the project and for my project sponsor and the business overall. And sometimes you need to make those decisions and it's going to be better if you do. Number nine is align the company's values with employees' values. Make sure your goals are aligned with your company's culture. Well, this is not quite so relevant, of course, in the, in the overall project um, delivery space, but it is important when you're dealing with people from other areas of the business that there is a culture within the company, there's a culture of the way of working, culture of way of interacting, there are values that exist and it's really important that you be aware of those at all times and, and treat all people with that same equal, an equal balance. And number 10 is promote and reward based on merit. Invest in and nurture your most valuable asset, your employees. Well, okay, from a project team perspective, what are you going to do to reward your project team when they're delivering? For me, it was really important that we had morning teas, had our sponsor come down and thank the team. We had uh, lunches, ways of celebrating our successes during the project life cycle, because this let the team know that we were really serious about saying to them, thank you very much for all the hard work you've done. And that, you know, we did value the fact that they were there working really hard to deliver to our very, very tight timeline. Time so, you know, that number of those points are, are really valuable for you as a project manager as well, even though, you know, your people management is slightly different to standard management side of things. So rebuild the trust on your team, build it up so that it exists. You need to start with yourself and then look at how else you interact with the rest of your team and how you can build stronger trust across the whole team. Because as Stephen Covey says, strong trust means uh, a more efficient, lower cost and speed of delivery goes up. So it's only going to be a value to you and your project delivery overall. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training. You may also find mentoring offers there.